Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Just like Christopher Walken needs some more cowbell, we need some more Wexinator, and we got him. The one and only Jim Wexel in the locker room here. Steel City Insider Wex, good to have you, my friend. Man, you know how to loosen me up with that uh, cowbell stuff. You know I can't stop laugh at that. You know, I have been laughing hysterically throughout the first two segments, thinking about Max yelling charge with a football that he found on the field during a game. <laughs> and it just, it's, it just it tickled my fancy, I got to say. It was really funny. Oh. I don't know if I can bring more cowbell, but uh, my last name does begin with a W and has two uh, uh, syllables. There you go. So, uh, Wolf, <laughs> anyway, while I got you, where's your column, brother? Oh, I, I was taking some extra time to put some thoughts together since it was uh, – I apologize. Get I should have told you. Yeah, he's. you know what? I, I, should be, I should be laced thoroughly. You know, boom. No, it's okay. I, I mean, I get up extra early to put in the extra half hour of editing that's going to require. Oh, oh, oh. I didn't think <laughs> no, about. Oh, I'm no, terrible. Ooh, no, 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 no. Shame. That's, that's, shame. That's, that's, that's just a That's a different joke. cowbell. That's, that's a different cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> no, but your fans, they're on the message board. They're haranguing me. They're, oh. you know, please call them. I don't want to read anything else by you. All you got to do is tell them that fat pig just blew a day off and he's now he's he's just trying well, to make up for it i did say i feel like you just rush? told them i mean yeah yeah <laughs> i said what's yeah. the rush the next game's next september what's yeah. the rush what's the rush oh man yeah, exactly now exactly so and and wax i want your your thoughts and and uh max your thoughts because to me i'm looking at this now and going this is kind of like star trek the next generation I mean, we really now, yeah. you have this rookie quarterback that you decide, you know what, you got a four-year window here to do something, plus you've got two first-round draft picks. There's a lot of good things that can happen in the next three seasons here. I, I tell you, I love it. You know, um, I, I I walked around that locker room all year. Now, granted, we're two years out of COVID, right? Yes. So I'm really yeah. not as familiar with these guys as I should be, but – 
all right, if Cam, you know, Cam's, uh, I've already talked to him once or twice today. Um, <laughs> TJ doesn't talk till Friday. Um, let's see who else. Oh, I don't know this guy. And, and I don't know this guy. And well, this guy stinks. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't need this guy. I talked to him last week. It's like, I mean, it's a, it's like a locker room full of Richard Huntley's. I thought I was back in 2000, right? <laughs> well, so they get hot at the end of the year, and I start to know the guys, and I start to get my rhythm back, and I start to talk to other people besides Cam. And uh, I, I'm starting to get to know these guys, and they're starting to win. And, man, it's so refreshing just from a perspective, being on the job that they won and that these guys are good, that they're not all Richard Huntley and Sharp or Danish. You know, I, it's funny. I brought There's a name, Sharp or Danish. Oh, my goodness. That's well, from that's way back. That's what this locker room was full of, man. I mean, you know, Max's team, we all knew those guys. And, and uh, yeah, so, anyway, I, I was walking out of the stadium the other day, and somebody said something about 2000. And I said, man, I've been thinking about that that year this this season <laughs> and that was the year gilbride they 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 righted the ship at nine and seven right mm -hmm. and then everybody thought well maybe gilbride keeps his job and then boom he doesn't keep his job ken wisenhunt comes in mike malarkey's promoted russ grimm comes in you know it was it was the coaching staff of the next super bowl yes so i can't get that analogy out of my head yeah yeah you know what i again and max what do you think about the fact that you know this? This to me is like a turning point because of the fact you've got some, you got people that are, are popping up in the right positions from Pickens to Fryermuth to, you know, people uh, defensively speaking. You you got some guys that you're looking at. I mean, you look at a Mark Robinson. You're like, ooh, it's tantalizing. But is it going to be something that you're going to be able to live with? I I don't know. All I know is, to me, there's a there's an opportunity here to start the next generation. No, uh, no, I, I, oh, well, go ahead. No, go ahead, Max. Max. Oh, I was just, I, I, I was just going to add a comment. Just, you're right. I mean, it, it, th th this is that precipice moment, right, where you're standing at the edge of the cliff. It's like, do I dive off with the squirrel suit, or do I take the hang glider, or yell charge, <laughs> or 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 yell charge and just go go without anything, uh, except for a parachute and a football. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but. <laughs> I've been but trying I think, to stay away from Pickett's charge. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> historically, <laughs> that's been a disastrous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, every time he does a two-minute drill, I think it's a cute headline, and then I think, nah. nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, nah, this was just the urge. Trust me, yelling the word charge does not do a great job. Uh, <laughs> nobody knows what you're talking about, as I so learned 22 years ago. Um you know, and I thought these guys were intelligent too. Um, but, but yeah, no, I mean, th this is where you get to that moment where you have to decide. You know, do I do I err on optimism or do I or do I err on the side of rational judgment? I think that's really what it comes down to. Um, well, you know, is that going where I would get the possible coaching change when everybody is now? You know what, Matt Canada is all right. Like people were getting with Kevin Gilbride, and then boom, Cower yeah. makes the gutty call and. I don't know if he was forced into it, but man, yeah, uh, that worked out. Yeah, did we make yeah, the gutty call here? Well, I think that that that's what we're going to wait to see. I mean, it, it's it's a tough one to call, right? Because, like you said, you want you want to know can can this is this sustainable? What we were able to create at the end of the season, does it actually carry over? Or we got to this point 
now we need to hand it off to someone who could take it to the next level because this might be the upper limits of what that coach can do. And that's very well. That, that's where the yes. yeah, that, that's the decision we have to make. But and here's to me that this is all in a nutshell in the sense of this: nobody has more at stake or has more invested in Matt Canada than Mike Tomlin. I mean, seriously. It, How no, much did Bill Cowher have invested in Kevin Gilbride? Well, it. I don't know the inside outs of that, but right now, through what he's invested thus far, all I'm saying is the one guy that knows all the ins and outs, that knows all that transpired with you know making the decision to move to Kenny earlier than what he wanted, that uh, this offense started to unfold more down after the bye than before the bye. You know, I look at that and I just say, look, all I can say is I know that, that uh, Mike is going to do what he thinks is the very best, and if he backs Canada, then – do any of us know more than than Mike, who's got more invested and more that he's got to depend on Matt Canada if he retains him? You know, I mean, that's the only thing. I, I just can't – I don't know all the ins and outs of what transpired inside the locker room. I see the effects of it, but, you know, making that judgment call is like on the inside, Cower had that, that, that judgment with Kevin Gilbride, you know, and he made it. So it, we're, we're kind of like sitting and waiting and seeing what he did. I thought – Especially after the bye, I thought Matt Canada did a solid job. That's solid that's, job. That's all I can say. Yes, I, I like, I love his running game. Yeah, I like his short yardage stuff. Uh, he uh, Kenny has come along fine. There's a lot of excuses as to why that passing game was as uh, ordinary as rookie quarterback. Uh, rookie quarterback does not have good deep ball accuracy. Uh, Deontay Johnson struggled. Pat Fryermuth whole second half of the season was a leg injury um so there are and edgy the first half was fighting a leg injury um so there are reasons for some of the struggles but you look at that goal line fiasco you know that could have come back to haunt them that could have been their season that i, I, I you know and mike tullman knows better than anybody was that matt canada did i love i love on a quarterback sneak. Tom Brady has been killing the for 20 years with that. But not there. Not then. Not with what, what happened. Can Matt Canada think on his feet? You know, I think that was a big, I think that was an example of some of the stuff throughout the season. That's mm, all. Okay. Okay, well, yeah. again, those are things, and Max, you know, well, your well, thoughts. And, yeah, and that, that's why you ha that's why I think, you know, with the Steelers, this has to be a deeper dive, and you have to remove the emotion from it, right? And exactly. You can't look. You can't look at the last couple of games and think, "Oh my gosh," you know, have rose-colored glasses on. You got to say, take stock. What did all seventeen games look like, and what was the culmination result of those seventeen games in totality? The good with the bad, way the pros with the cons, and then I think you have a more informed decision about how you feel about it because the knee-jerk reaction is, is of course, the Black Monday, right? You say, oh, my gosh, we got to get this done. It's Black Monday. We've got to fire these people and and be in the hunt and give these great soliloquies at our post-game, you know, post-season uh, meetings about how we're going to cast a net far and wide and no stone unturned and blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, whereas the Steelers are like, nope, nope. Let's make a rational decision here. Let's not be irrational. Let's think about 
where we were, how did we feel, and how does this project going into 2023-2024, and what does that look like? What do we need more of? What do we need a better synergy with? (laughs) Always need cowbell. You always need cowbell. But with that cowbell, here's the thing. Are you shaking it with the bell on the inside, or are you hitting it with the drumstick? That's what you need to know. That's a great question. I love that. And is your shirt unbuttoned enough? Exactly. Are we going just taco meat and showing off the gold chain, or are we going to the belly button for the full tees? You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the questions you've got to ask. Because, you know, well, there, there's different levels. <laughs> just remember, whenever you go to the belly button, make sure that you're lint-free in your navel. Yeah, oh, yes. Man. Yes. It's only if you're an inning. If you're an Audi, yeah, if you're don't an, go there. No, that, that's <laughs> Don't go there. Keep it, keep, oh. keep, keep, keep it chest high. Keep it chest high. We're really no, derailing I'm, I'm, you. I'm sorry. Yeah, we I'm are. sorry for taking you guys where we went. I feel responsible for this. Wex, one of the questions I got to ask you. You know, you 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 wrote one of the definitive books on the Steelers draft. Okay, as great stuff. Now you're looking at two first round. Are you kidding me? Two. You know, I look at the comeback season that they've had, and you you know the Steelers just to have two first round draft picks. Man. This is another opportunity in that window to start moving forward, don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, are you asking me if two first-rounders are good, or are you asking no. me who they should pick? <laughs> I just, you know, <laughs> I'm throwing that out there as a general theme, you know. you, Hey, here, it's like the ball Matt, Matt, Max found, you know, against uh, – who were you playing, Max? Uh, we were playing Auburn University. Oh, that's right, Auburn. So I threw you the ball charge, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, as we know, draft picks would take. Uh, and uh, I hope they don't – I really hope they don't package him to trade up unless they've got somebody better than Devin up there. So I, I, sorry about that, Devin. But anyway, um, I get all – making these coaching decisions right now more critical Mm. you really are on the precipice you know i'm hearing i'm reading a lot about how mike tomlin hasn't won a playoff game in 106 years or something i I don't know what it is but everybody's screaming it's like the people who are mad that he won he won again in nine and eight without realizing what what a breakthrough year this is this is a, a totally different group i thought the last group struggled and then the the few key players they have would get injured for the playoffs Mm -hmm. i I don't know that you know the rebuilding job from the 2010 team it just didn't take and they didn't have high draft picks well this seems like a totally new refreshing bunch with a new quarterback and now you've got two first round draft picks now you're looking at like the turn of the century again and 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 i'm sorry to keep bringing this up and and i i don't know because i rooted for matt canada because Guys who are taking so much abuse with a rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. knowing that that's a big part of the problem. And it's just because he's a rookie, not because he was a bat. Right. But I, I, I rooted for Matt Canada. And, you know, then he uh, came and won. But just because I rooted for him, I don't know if it's the right move to make. I, I listen to a lot of people say his passing is just below mediocrity, his passing coordination. I love what he's done with the run game. Um, but it, it's got to be such a difficult decision for a head coach. 
I'm sure I'm sure Mike Tomlin is rooting for him just the same, you know, because he, he takes abuse, too. And you, you get enough abuse and you start rooting for guys like that. Right. And I'm right. sure Mike was rooting for him, too, and really came to like the guy. Wow, what a tough call this is. It is. I, I really, it is a tough it, call. It really is. And and it takes a lot of lot of courage for a coach to oh, I can't imagine how cold it must be to fire a coach. That's Wolf that's why you've got a job with me forever, man. I just don't have the guts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way, can we talk about a raise? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom. Wow. That's All of a sudden, Wex goes, you're fired. Oh, boy, that can't quit. good timing. <laughs> Great you timing. You realize I don't have, I don't have the guts. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Zero leverage. Zero leverage, too, Wex, because you're, you're on the show as a guest, too. I mean, <laughs> talk about way to optimize the opportunity, Wolf. It's like, no, no, no. We never talked about that. Well, let's go back to the tape here. <laughs> you know, he goes around acting all uh, uh, under, you know, under the radar. I'm, I'm not smart. You know, all humble. Happy, all. happy, bang! go lucky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then bang. <laughs> Looking yeah. for more cowbell. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> hey, hey hit, hit him with a Jackie Cleese and pow, right in the kisser. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, Uh, I love the fact, yes, the Steelers had this window, this opportunity. I love what the – you know, one of the things that I'm thinking about, I'm really kind of excited you're talking about the passing game, Wex. There is an unknown element to what could happen next year because we've yet to see what Calvin Austin brings. And that's one of the things I look forward to this spring and going back into camp with – uh, Pickens, you got a guy like uh, Austin that could yeah, – who knows what this guy is capable of doing. And Deontay's here again. Uh, you, you've got a pretty good – I don't know. It's just interesting to think about what could be. Yes, yes. And uh, Kenny's going to put in some work, uh, right. more, more accuracy on his deep ball, I hope. Yeah. And Deontay's going to ha- come back with a better year. I mean, the contract stuff will be out of the way. Uh, he'll have that new GPS that makes him go forward. <laughs> um, uh, and, and we need Calvin a Austin, touchdown, man. Come on. Oh. Yeah. And Calvin Austin absolutely brings the speed. And, you know, what I saw of him, he was no Dree Archer. He put the pads on and he was just as fast. Mm. And he uh, he hit a little bit, too. He did, Contact didn't bother him. Um, but I also like what I saw out of Steven Sims. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Derek Watt and Connor Hayward as, as those H-back wing guys, yeah. I, I, there's a lot I like. There's a lot I like. And I don't know that Calvin Austin's going to, you know, really upgrade this, but he's going to be another piece, and it'll take him a little time. And then, yeah, he'll be a, a, a nice piece going forward. But I like what they've got. I, I, I guess I would agree with you in that. I just, it's an unknown element what this kid, I know he's got that 4-3 speed, though. And that's, right. I don't think any, has anybody else got that kind of speed? I mean, uh, the other guys, not quite. Well, you know, you, you put Pickens' uh, uh, what they call it, a catch radius onto yeah. his 4-4 speed. Right. Okay. And, you know, what, what's the difference? I mean, that guy should be open deep all the time. Well, but, can you uh, imagine two-man concepts with Austin and Pickens doing things that put a, co- a corner in conflict with that speed over the top and that widening of the windows? I just think it's a natural plus there to coordinate on your passing game. Exactly. So. Exactly. Now, now, 
Absolutely. And, and and it'll be like a bonus draft pick since we didn't have him this year. Right. Uh, and him literally getting his first opportunity. So, you know, it, it's going to be a fun exper- experiment to see. And hopefully, you know, since Wolf is already asking for raises, I'm just hoping to get re-signed. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, vet, vet, vet versus unvested guy only in his second year. Uh, <laughs> well, guess what? Wex may give me a Veterans Day off. <laughs> Which back in my day, <laughs> you know what that meant. Wolf, you've taken two Veterans Days off. <laughs> yeah, already. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Oh goodness. Oh, that that is tremendous. That is. That's tremendous. okay. Well, at least I have an answer for the message board. When I, I mean, you know. Yeah. Oh, Wolf, exactly. Wolf, Wolf, Wolf's working on something really special for you guys this yeah, week. Yeah, no, exactly. just exactly. He took a Veterans Day off. <laughs> Yeah, vet day. Vet day. Wolf's got a vet day this week. Oh, uh, my goodness. <laughs> hey, it's one of those that says player resting. That's what you just put. And when somebody asks, it's just player resting. That's all you have to do. Non-injury related. Oh, man. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. DNW. <laughs> DNW did not write. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Are you talking about? Am I am I bleeding? I just got tagged. I'm taking I'm taking a lot of heat here. Yeah, that's okay. You're, you're yeah, trying just to get another bo- day off, aren't you? <laughs> 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 oh man! Yeah, I'm bleeding now. Oh, I'm bleeding now. <laughs> All right, Wex. Before we let you go, is there any uh, books in the works other than uh, what's out there right now on JimWexel.com? I tell you, since uh, I had nothing to write today, I've been thinking about it this morning, and uh, you know there are some there are some stuff, but nothing. Uh, you know the uh, the paperback, the Polamalu paperbacks coming out, uh, publishing houses Beautiful. publishing the paperback next uh, September. So they're kind of giving me the year off. Cool. And so uh, you know you know how it is when you get a year off, start working on week fifty one. You know, <laughs> I've I've got a few weeks to you know, take some coaches' decisions and and uh, take a few veterans' days off my Well, it, one title of your next book could be The Next Generation. Woo, huh? Well, you know, I, I've considered another road trip book. Oh. You know, The Next Generation. <laughs> It'd be to have a fan base be excited out there in the, in the in the U.S. of A. all over the place when you're in the in between two Super Bowls. And Ben Roethlisberger is your quarterback. And now, oh, yeah, we love the Steelers. Everybody in Oregon here watches them every week. <laughs> well, how do you like Kenny Pickett and uh, the uh, the nine and eight club? Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm sure it's I'm sure this run six and one finish has restored the uh, uh, energy in Steelers nation. So, but I'd still like, to, I contemplate uh, taking a, a, another road trip. And Ooh, I, part two. I like that. Very good. Wex hits the road. That's nice. <laughs> very, very, very nice. Love it all. And, I mean, you can call it Steelers, the next generation. Uh, not that yeah. that's ever been clipped before or it sounds like any other show like theme. It, but, but, but that that could be that could be a good one. I like it. And we're, we're, and we're not coming up. We're not coming up with with, with, a, with a Star Trek all time team. By the way, guys, we're still working on the Looney Tunes, Looney and Tunes, Barbera ones. Exactly. Yeah, that'll well, be up well, later. Yeah. Well, Wolfley came up with my, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm always trying to talk Jack Lambert into doing a biography. 
Sometimes he's okay. Sometimes yeah. it's like, you know, didn't we talk about this 15 years ago? <laughs> but, you know, you, you want to be ready with a title. And Wolf told me a little story, and it came up. The title was perfect. Uh, Jack Lambert. What, what what the heck was it again, Wolf? I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm no, mystified. No, it was a story about you being in the trainer getting uh, oh, a, a, a oh, nail pulled. Yeah, when I was getting my toenail. when they, You know how you have an ingrown toenail and you're cutting it out? And, and Lambert yeah. walked in. This is so funny because I'm sitting on the table. And I got this ingrown toenail, and it, they're cutting it out the day before the game, right? And it was throbbing all night long. You know how it goes? And you, you got to cut straight through the nail. So the doc shoots the big toe, and the big toe is still feeling it. When I when he starts cutting, I'm going, hey, doc, I can feel that. Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. And all of a sudden, Lambert walks in. And he looks over the shoulder of the doc, and he looks at me. He's looking right at me. And I'm a, I'm a rookie, and he goes, come on, Rook, I know you want to cry. Go ahead, cry. Cry, I dare you. Go ahead. You know, and I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like bearing down like I'm having a kid, man. <laughs> I mean, I was locked in, and I would not give him the satisfaction of, of seeing me cry. But I, I think I did after. <laughs> no, I wrote it down. You, you, you said something else. It was something about scream. Don't oh, let me hear you. Oh yeah, scream. don't. Oh yeah, he was yelling, "Scream!" I know you want to scream. Go ahead. And I was. I like, wrote no. it down. It, it was good. Yes. It, it was, uh, Jambert colon, don't let me hear or or I know you want to scream or something. Yes. It was about screaming. It was it's, screaming. It, yes. No, it's a better yes. line than anything we've uttered on this show. And <laughs> maybe maybe it's God's way of saying, "Don't let other people steal this title." I can't. I can't uh, think of it. But I wrote it down. It's, good. it's in my archives. It's, it was yeah. screaming because I wanted to scream. Let me tell you something. That was painful. If you've never I know had you want to scream. Oh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. If you've never had a toenail cut out, man, you are <laughs> that. That's painful. But anyhow, so that's that's my great white whale there, the Jack Lambert biography. I like yeah. it, Wex. I want to thank you for joining us all year long. Your contributions yeah. are awesome. We love you and appreciate you so much. And just like the cowbell, we got to have more. So we'll look forward to that, God willing, next year. Oh, that's awesome! I love coming on this show. You guys are great, and uh, uh, I'll see you both in the off season. Take care. Sounds good. All, all right, right that's good. Jim Thanks, Wexel, Max. and uh, of course that's Steel City Insider. That's Max Starks. I'm Craig Wolfley. Max, we're going to break, I believe. Yes, we are going to break. And when we come back, more of the musings and uh, <laughs> mind bogglings in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on ESPN and SNR Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It, it was probably more important to them as a, as a subject matter, obviously, than it was to me. I'm appreciative of that. Um, the relationship that I have with them that makes it important to them. Um, but, you know, my agenda is getting in the single elimination tournament and, and pursuing the confetti game and winning it. Um, and, and that agenda will never change. Um, the totality of past experiences and stuff, man, I just, you know, I'm a competitor. Um, I like to compete continually. Um, I love the challenges that this game and this job provides. And, and so I'm wired in that way. And, and so I've spent a little time kind of assessing the totality of things, particularly if it doesn't light a fire under me. 
if it does, if, if I can't utilize it as fuel in an effort to to be ready for the for the adversity that awaits. And so, you know, talking about accolades and you know trivial things and streaks and things of that nature, if it's not useful to me in terms of um, assessing our next battles, then then I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it or focusing. So, Max, what is it about Mike Tomlin that endears himself to his players? What is it that um, – because you've experienced that in a way that none of us outside have. Uh, I mean, I, I think that, that that's kind of a snapshot. I mean, what you hear there with Mike Tomlin, the frankness, the clarity, the transparency – and that honesty is what players appreciate, right? And, you know, give me a coach who's going to be straight up with me versus give me a coach who's going to tell me that everything is rainbows and sunshines, right? Mm-hmm. Sugarcoat, right? you know, sugarcoat the bad things that are, that, that are about to happen. It's, it's a tough job. You know, a lot of times you get into thankless positions um, in this job when you have to make tough decisions. I mean, just think about – you know, making a decision at halftime of a game mm. to sit a veteran and start a rookie. It wasn't like he got he got he got a parade because of that. Right. It wasn't like he got he got conjoled for that because that rookie went out in that game and still threw three picks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, so but but he was open and honest that you know something needed to be to be made, and he was willing to make that hard decision. I think that's where. You know the 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 genius, um, the 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 leadership habits is making tough decisions at the right time, and obviously we will still continue to look at this for the next couple of years to decide if this was the right decision. But he lived with that decision. He stood by his position. He didn't flinch in his position. And Coach Tomlin has always had an open door policy with players. You got an issue? Guess what? Come to my office. You know, the door is always open. I will have that conversation with you, good, bad, or indifferent. And trust me, Coach Tomlin and I have had, have had some some interesting conversations mm-hmm. over the years when I was a player. Good, bad, or indifferent, I always knew where I stood. And that's all you can ask for. Where do I stand in your eyes? Mm-hmm. And what is it that is good or bad? I'm willing to take it because I asked a question he's going to give you a truthful and honest answer. And I think that's what players appreciate. They appreciate that type of transparency so that you never have to question. You're never walking on eggshells wondering what if. If this always is always a statement, not a question. And I think that's what players appreciate the most about Mike Tomlin and that's what that's what's made 16 years of him being the head coach. And, you know, I know a lot of fans are like, oh, you know, I saw one fan was talking about, oh, so I guess the standard, the standard is just to be 500. It's like, really? Are you serious? I was like, listen, if you have a problem with that, feel free to turn in your black and gold card. You Hmm. can go pick up a Jets card, uh, a Houston Texans card, a Cleveland Browns card. Go pick up all those other cards if that's the case. But to know that you're not consistently a top five drafting team, is something that's very tough to do. And until you walk in those shoes, please, I don't want to hear about it because it's a tough world to be in. And no other coach has done what he's done, by the way. Right. 
He's the first coach to ever go six, in his first 16 years as a head coach. First of all, make it 16 years and never have a losing season. That That is to be celebrated. People are like, oh, well, I guess we're going to throw out a parade because he didn't have another one. It's like, dude, please. I was like, the job is to win games. You went. You just went through a transition. An 18-year quarterback. Um, Hall of Fame quarterback, by the way. Yes. Hall of Fame to be quarterback. Yes. He has four more years, and yes, he. I believe he will be a first ballot. You've won two Super Bowls in the last two decades. You've been to three of them, and when you look and take stock, yes, that's a compliment. It's not every year. Go look at the L.A. Rams. Yeah. They had literally the worst drop-off of a defending Super Bowl champion in NFL history mm. in these products. So when people are sitting there and want to throw darts and everything, if you claim you're a fan, stick by it. Be consistent. Don't be fair-weather. Don't be bandwagon. Because at the same time, this is something that's a process. Every year is a new opportunity, a new journey, and a new challenge to figure it out. I don't see people picking up a Rubik's Cube time after time or challenging themselves, you know, to do that over and over again. And the consistency and the ritual that it takes to go through the process is what he doesn't tire from. He doesn't he do, he doesn't get bothered by, he doesn't look at it as a chore. He looks at it as an opportunity. And I think people kind of lose sight of that because you're so used to it. You've become numb to it. If every day's a sunny day, where when do you know a rainstorm's coming? Right. Right? You know, so I think that's what people have to kind of keep in mind as well. We're celebrating this because we were two and six at the bye. <laughs> we sucked. In yes. case anybody was in case anybody forgot about that. <laughs> we literally stunk at the first half of this season, and he literally flipped it and did a one eighty to finish it. I'm sorry. As good as David Copperfield is. I don't know if David Copperfield could have pulled that off. You know what I'm saying? Like that was some Houdini level mastery that he was able to contort and get this team together. And people could talk about all oh, the other teams record. Doesn't matter. Those other teams won games as well. It wasn't just because we got the better of them and we made them below 500. A lot of those teams, but those teams that had, they won, they could have been above 500 too, but we made sure that they didn't. And I think that's what you have to remember in this process um, is that it was a long process to get guys to buy in, to get new guys to become close guys, and to get the guys who are ways apart, rookies, new guys on the team, and get them to meld into the Steelers culture. That's not something. People are used to microwaves. This wasn't a microwave. This was a crock pot. You know, it, it takes time. You yes. can't substitute time in those in those opportunities. So I was just a little frustrated. I saw that during the break, and it kind of gnawed at my crawl a little bit. So I went a little soapboxy on it. That's I okay. No, you know what? I think I think we got to start having a Max's rant every now and then. You know? Yeah. 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 Exactly. I think you Max's just, soapbox. <laughs> we just we just turn the turn the the dials up and and have at it. There you go. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's just it's, it's a frustrating thing that people are upset about this, or you know, because and and I did, you know, we did late hits last night because uh, mm -hmm. I do it every Tuesday night for SiriusXM, and you know, it was did your team underachieve or overachieve? Well, the good thing is when we got the Steelers caller, he actually said overachieve, which I appreciated. Right. But I I was bracing I was bracing for the underachievement. I had the mouthpiece <laughs> in, Wolf. 
had the ne- had the neck roll tied tight. I was, I was I was ready to go. If they would have said underachieve, I was ready to light into them. And and you know and that and that's the thing I think that people kind of forget that and and you're so used to it. Yes, the standard. We are blessed to be one of the top overall teams all time mm-hmm. in Super Bowl victories. Yes. Yeah. You know, and very close in Super Bowl appearances. We're like number two, I think, number two or three in Super Bowl appearances. There's a lot of teams that ain't got one. Yep, that's the truth. Of, of either, of either, of either. And I think yeah. that's something that people have to also keep in mind. It's not gonna, it's not gonna be easy. It's not for the faint of heart. You know, this is a lifelong thing. Go ask the Browns. Yeah. Since it became a Super Bowl, they don't even know what that is. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely they, yeah, they true. Had world, they had world championships back in the day, back when Jim Brown played. Right. But, uh, yeah, you ain't modern got a single era. Super Bowl to sniff at. Yeah, modern era, zilch, zero, zippo, nada. Just to use a couple of uh, different lang- linguistics to get through to people. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I, yeah. I, I, You know, and I think you're right. You know, I mean, it's just I think there's so much in the strength of, of player-coach relationship that Mike Tomlin affords that that strengthening bond to be something that drives guys even more than than normal. I mean, it's when you have that personal relationship again, that coaching maxim. You'll never know how much they care until that you show them how much you care. Um, there's a yeah. big difference there, and I think the days of the impersonal, you know, standoffish uh, Bear Bryant up in the you know, in a, some stand with a bullhorn, you know, watching practice and yelling down through the bullhorn. Um, those days are over. You know, I mean, they're, yeah. they're, it's predicated on relationships now, even more so than than ever. And, Wolf, I'll give you another thing. There's something called free agency that a lot of those old coaches didn't have to deal with. True. <laughs> right? That's right. That's you kept right. the guy until he went to the glue factory. In That's today's true. age – Players can move or demand to move even under contract in today's era, and we don't get those type of issues that often. We had a couple of them, and guess what? We still overcame those things. Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, whatever you want to call it, overcame and surpassed. Guess what? As much as people want to love a guy by the name of Sean McVay, where is Sean McVay right now? He's looking to take a break, I think. Exactly. Had Had the worst season ever. Post Super Bowl, did Mike Tomlin ever have that? Mm. Nope. Nope. He hadn't had to deal with that yet. Now has he? That's right. Oh, that's right. Because nobody else has done it. <laughs> <laughs> as much as you want to talk about how you know, and listen, I love Andy Reid, but Andy Reid's on the second team. Yeah. He fell. They, he fell out of love and favor in Philly. Okay. Bill Belichick had to be terrible in Cleveland before he could be great in New England. Right. Right. Okay. So. All these great coaches we want to throw around, and you can name them, none of them have done what he's done. You know what? That's absolutely right and spot on. I know we got to go to break, but, you know, you just yeah. triggered a thought in my head, and I'm just sitting there going, think about that. How many coaches go somewhere else and then don't, you know, don't succeed, end up getting that second go-round, which, you know, for them – all right, that I learned from my first go-round, so now I'm better, like a Belichick. And here, Mike – Never had that. Never had that. No. No. Nope. Not had to deal with that. Never yep. had to deal with that. So, all right, we're going to take it to break. When we come back, we will finish up in the bell lap uh, segment of the show in the locker room here with Wolf and Starks on ESPN SNR Radio.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Rolls the pocket. Flag is down. Now laterals it back. Picked up by Starks. And Starks is tackled, and the game is over. We do have a flag on the play. Max, I'm you so are mad at all of you. <laughs> you are awesome. You're, you're my new hero. I'm watching this unfold on the screen in front of me. And it was tremendous. What a great job. You picked that baby up. And you were rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. <laughs> well, we got to tweet that out. That is so awesome. Oh, my God. You guys. <sighs> back Max to back days. Yeah, I know. I can't live it down. <laughs> but, you know, I invited it because I told the story. You did. You know, and it was I, did, I did tell the story. It yeah. was just tremendous. I can't believe that little safety took you down, though. Dead gummit. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, that, that, that's what, you know, and I had the D braces on. So you, th- you, think, you're, you think you're agile and nimble. Right, right. And, until, until you look like Frankenstein trying to make a juke move. <laughs> It, it was, it was, it was, it, it, it's a humiliating moment. It's a humbling moment. And you realize you're like, man, if only I was less encumbered, <laughs> I yeah. might've gotten three yards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes me, I'm reminded of Gary Dunn, the first real nose tackle the Steelers had when we went to the, to the three, four and back in the, uh, what, 82, I think as we made that, that switch. And we were playing Denver. John Elway threw a middle screen, and Dunny intercepted it on, like, the five-yard line. He made it back to, like, the five-and-a-half-yard line. And then <laughs> afterwards, afterwards, he's telling everybody – he was telling the, the press case, he goes, if I had a cut outside, I'd taken it to the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh. Man, if, I had, if, if they threw one block, I would have needed ten more. <laughs> Max, that is just tremendous, man. That is so good. And I thank whoever yeah. found that on the on the net. Man, that's just oh, amazing. Man. Jason Jason on Twitter is the one who sent it to oh. me, so thank See, you, Jason. I, once again, I knew somebody was going to find it. Listen, you put it out there, and Everything it's going exists. To Everything exists online now, Max, you know? It is too yeah. funny. Hey, real quick, yes, though, Max, does. I'm looking at the box score here, and at least this one online. I mean, hey, it's online, so we know it must be true. Right. They credited you with four rushing yards. Whoa. Oh, oh, was it four? Four. I guess. I guess wow. Okay. You hey, just doubled listen, your listen. career total right there. I, I, I did. I doubled my career total because I apparently forgot how far I went. I th- you know what I think it was? I think it was like, you know, in the Celtic games where you have that, that like, the uh, the log you have to hold and then you kind of flip it over. I think when I got tipped over, it might, you know, I'm six feet tall, so – I ran two yards and then got flipped another two yards. <laughs> you you had more rushing yards that game, Max, than uh, Auburn legend Ronnie Brown. Oh, there we go. Wow. I beat out. I, oh, I cannot wait to tell Ronnie that next time I see him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
You guys just loaded me up with so much ammo. I cannot wait to talk mess to Ronnie. Because you know, Ron, Ron, Ronnie works for Auburn um, in, their, in their radio right, department. Right, right. Yeah, he's on their broadcast team. So I do SEC games. So, oh, my God, I can't wait to see Ronnie. Ronnie Brown I'm had a- two attempts for one yard. Max Starks, one attempt for four yards, baby. There you oh, go. Oh, as quadrupled. Quadrupled yard <laughs> quadrupled. Per, yards per carries. And yards per carry. Look yeah, at that. And he had double the amount oh. of carries as you, Max. And you're still exactly. Work. Think about this, oh. Max. You average four yards a carry. That hey, that, that's Hall that's of Fame. Substance. That's the Hall of Fame plateau, right there. There you go, right there, man. I'm just saying. L- listen, listen. Hey, watch out, guys. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been another uh, what expedition into hilarity is what it's been. You know, yes, just it so good, Max. What a great, great day. Great stuff. You know, we got two more days to go, buddy, and then we're done. Yes, we do. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, and have your Looney Tunes I, starting I, lineups for tomorrow, by the way. Oh, yeah. That's that, right. That's right. And well, Looney Tunes slash Hanna-Barbera. Let's make sure we, we're okay. going with a quintessential 70s, 80s um, cartoon characters here. Okay, so, so there's sure. slash Hanna-Barbera. That, yeah, so okay. so you get from, from, the, from, from, from Bugs Bunny – Right, all the way to Fred Flintstone. We get everybody in, in covered in there. We get everybody okay. covered. Let, right. let, let's do it all. All right, so we're gonna have a starting offense and a starting defense, and of course we'll have our two our two specialists and our long snapper. Sounds let's not good. forget them, because long snappers are people too. Christian Coombs, <laughs> high five. <laughs> Beautiful. She warned my dog. <laughs> oh man all right guys well hey it's been great today if you missed any of this episode it's a hilarious one yes. i will say that if you want to laugh definitely go and download it it's on the steelers mobile app iHeartRadio app wherever else you get podcasts we appreciate all of you and we're also we're going to be taking callers too the last two days we got to make sure we have have the phone lines open for for our blessed steelers nation so please tune in same bat channel same bat time tomorrow here in the locker room. He's Wolf, I'm Starks, and the Wes Euler bomb is over there in the engineering department. Have a great day. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.